Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. So on April 14th, 1994, James W. Johnston was testifying before Congress. And James W. Johnston was the CEO of R.J. Reynolds Nabisco Company. And you might recognize R.J. Reynolds as a tobacco conglomerate, a huge corporation that made and uh, made cigarettes. And so James Johnston is testifying before Congress in 1994, and he says, quote, cigarette smoking is no more addictive than coffee, tea, or Twinkies. Okay, so we'll let that sink in for a minute. And then I want to just remind you that you know, those, those congressional hearings led to one of the biggest reckonings in U.S. history, and tobacco company, companies were forced to pay billions of dollars in fines and restitution. And so he knew, James Johnston knew, that cigarettes were addictive. They knew for decades, and that's why those lawsuits were won, and the tobacco companies had to pay. It's a pretty big lie. Cigarette smoking is no more addictive than coffee, tea, or Twinkies. Well, if you think that was a big lie, try this one on for size. On August 29, 1972, President Richard Nixon was asked a question about the burglary, excuse me, the burglary at the Watergate apartments. And President Nixon said, quote, I can say categorically that no one in the White House staff, no one in this administration presently employed, was involved in this very bizarre incident. Well, we know that was a lie, and we know that it led to the resignation of President Richard Nixon, and Watergate became such a well-known, uh, controversial uh, thing that, you know, then now the word gate is added to anything when it's a, when it's a big deal and it's a big, um, big problem. And so another huge whopper of a lie, some pretty big lies. And sometimes we think, well, some lies come along and they might be rumors about celebrities or about sports teams or about the economy or about a politician or just whatever. And some people are out there telling some pretty big lies. And we might wonder, well, who who could possibly believe what they hear? Who could believe a lie that big? Who could believe the lie that big from Richard Nixon or a lie that big from James Johnson of R.J. Reynolds? Well, here's the thing. As private school leaders, we believe some pretty big lies every single day. And I want to shine a light on that today. And what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Private School Leader Podcast is the five, or excuse me, the four biggest lies 
that most private school leaders believe. The four biggest lies that most private school leaders believe. We're going to shine a light on that, and then we're going to inject some truth into these lies so we don't fall for them. But before we get into today's topic, I wanted to let you know that I've got a free gift for you just to say thank you for listening to the podcast. And it's a free resource called The Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. And this is a 10-page PDF that will help keep you and your students safe and help keep you and your school out of court. Litigation is expensive and time-consuming and very stressful. And this common sense guide will help you be more intentional and proactive when it comes to protecting your school. And you can grab the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit at theprivateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. And then I also wanted to ask for a favor. If you would please go to wherever you listen to this podcast and write a review and rate the podcast, that it helps the algorithm push this out as suggested content for more private school leaders around the world. We're now in 50 countries, over 50,000 downloads. And honestly, in those reviews, I'd love to get your feedback about the podcast, ideas for future episodes, um, just all of those things, whatever you put in the review. But the bottom line is the reviews and the ratings, the algorithm likes to push that out and um, as suggested content for private school leaders. And one last thing, I'd love to hear from you. And my email is mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. And just hear about those strategies that you're implementing at your school or a pain point that you have that you would like to share. And maybe it will be the topic of an upcoming episode. So thank you for that. Very, very much appreciate you taking time out of your busy week to listen to today's episode. So what are the four biggest lies that most private school leaders believe? Here's lie number one. I'll be fine. Lie number one is, I'll be fine. Lie number two, my family will be fine. Lie number three, I can outwork any problem at my school. And lie number four is, I guess this is just how it is. It is what it is. Lie number four. So what I want to do is break down each of these lies talk about why we believe them, what's the problem with believing them, and then what are some suggestions as far as solutions to overcoming this lie if in fact you do believe the lie. So lie number one is I'll be fine. And so when I'm saying that, what I'm talking about is all of the stress, all of the pressure, all of the long hours, all of the impact that that has on you, that you just think to yourself, I'll be fine. Well, I think that part of the problem with that is a lack of perspective. When we say to ourselves and we believe that lie that I'll I'll be fine, it's because we're focused on the present and we're not focused on the long-term impact of the stress that this job can have on our physical health and our mental health. And so one of the steps that we need to take is to get some perspective. But 
I'll be fine. Believing that lie means that we're lacking perspective. Another thing it means is, is that we have an invincibility mindset. And, you know, sometimes we forget that we are human beings and not robots. And when you say or believe the lie that I'll be fine, basically what you're saying is I can handle anything that this job throws at me. And I can handle it well, and I can handle it every day, day in, day out, for months, for years. But you know what that does? It leads to shutting down physically. It leads to shutting down emotionally, and it leads to shutting other people out emotionally. And I know that for a fact because I used to believe this lie for years, and it didn't do anything good for me. Another outcome of believing this lie, I'll be fine, is isolation. A leader who constantly reassures themselves that I'll be fine probably is going to isolate themselves from seeking support or input from others because, you know, you've got this. I got this. I got this. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'll be fine. But that isolation can lead to a lack of perspective and potential blind spots in decision-making and impact our relationships with the people that we care about in our lives. And I don't want that for you. And so the fourth thing that can be an outcome from believing the lie, I'll be fine, is overconfidence. So saying I'll be fine can sometimes reflect that overconfidence, which can be detrimental to your leadership at your school. And we want to be confident leaders. You know, no one wants to follow someone that is like the opposite of confident, you know. But if we're overly self-assured, then we may not seek advice. We may not explore different ideas or different perspectives. We probably are not going to engage in any self-reflection. And then it's probably going to lead to poor decision-making. When we're overconfident, we usually make poor decisions. And so just with this one lie that we believe, I'll be fine, that leads to a lack of perspective, an invincibility mindset, isolation, and overconfidence. So what are some solutions? If we believe this lie, I'll be fine, how can we inject some truth into this? Well, first of all, we need to develop a long-term perspective. You might be fine today, but are you going to be fine in a week or a month or a year? How many years can you do this, this way, this long, with this much stress? All right. Another solution is to prioritize self-care. And I can hear what you're saying. Yeah, right. If I could prioritize self-care, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this problem. Well, no one's coming. No one's coming to put that oxygen mask on you. You've got to put it on yourself first. And I know that if you're even on the list, you're at the bottom of the list. And most of you aren't even on the list as far as who gets attention, who gets cared for. But you're not going to last if you don't take care of yourself. 
And then the third solution is to find an accountability partner. When you say, I'm fine, everything's fine, I'll be fine, you need to talk to somebody. And I'm not saying that it's a therapist, but it could be your spouse or your partner. It could be um, a leader at another school. Um, It could be a family member. Um, in your extended family, a brother, a parent, it could be a friend from college, but somebody, it's especially good if they're like one kind of one step removed from the school and, um, they're your accountability, accountability partner for some stuff that you want to improve on to try to take better care of yourself and not believe lie. Number one, I'll be fine. All right. On to lie. Number two. Lie number two is my family will be fine. They'll be fine. My family will be fine. Well, I used to believe this lie for a long time. And it led to strained relationships and other problems that I'll talk about here in a moment. But let's look at this a little bit. So believing that my family will be fine. And what I'm getting at is is that, you know, with you sacrificing yourself on the altar of your school, with you prioritizing school over your family, with you saying that you're going to be home at a certain time, and then you roll in an hour or two hours later than that, and then the laptop opens, the smartphone is out, you're checking email before you get out of bed in the morning, there's no boundaries, there's no prioritization of your spouse or partner or your kids. That's what I mean when you're believing the lie, my family will be fine. Will they? Will they be fine? So it leads to strained relationships with your spouse or your partner. You know, I used to feel like I was married to the school. Well, my wife felt that way too. And that didn't go well. Um, do my actions align with what I say is important to me? Sometimes there's things that we say are important to us. It's important for me to uh, exercise and eat well, but then do my actions align with that? Well, if we want to believe that lie, my family will be fine, which I know none of us want to believe that lie, then what we have to do is to start having our actions align with what we say is important to us. Another thing that happens is a loss of intimacy in the marriage or the in the relationship with your partner because the things that would lead to intimacy are just derailed by the, the school and all that work and all of the things and the emotional baggage that go along with being second place. And then it also can lead to what I call double loss. You know, if you're having uh, issues in your marriage or in, in with your partner, Um, that's going to cause increased stress at work. And um, then that's distracting and it's discouraging and big problem. So when it comes to believing the lie, my family will be fine. The first one is a strained relationship with your spouse or partner. And then the second one is a, uh, is the impact on your, on your children. And I've said before on the podcast that my daughter, one of my daughters one time said, Dad, when do we get to see you instead of the back of your laptop? 
And I'd like to say that that was a seminal moment for me that I changed my behavior. Well, I did, um, but I think it was temporary. And then it got better later when some other things happened. Um, when I realized that I'm believing this lie and I, I, I got to prioritize my family. What about the impact on my children as far as self-esteem? Kids are smart. Do they see that I value them more than I value the school? And what about the impact on their social and emotional and academic lives at school and outside of school? So believing the lie that my family will be fine, it impacts our kids. And then the third thing I was thinking is, is that we also get a loss, loss, potential loss of support. So if I come home and vent to my wife, which I did for many, many years, at what point does my, does our spouse or our partner just kind of doesn't want to hear that anymore? You know, your biggest ally, your biggest support system is typically your spouse, your partner, your kids, your best friend, maybe your parents. But if we neglect them, what do we think is going to happen? They love us enough that they're probably going to still support us, but it's just really, really risky when it comes to believing the lie that my family will be fine. And I can just keep running myself into the ground, keep prioritizing the school, keep putting them second or third or fourth, and I'll get to them on the weekend or on winter break or summer break it's not going to do it it's not going to cut it i'm telling you from firsthand experience the relationship with my wife the relationship with my daughters it was strained for a long time and by the grace of god and some hard work some hard conversations we were able to all get on the same page and i made some big changes and it got a lot better. But is your family fine? Are they going to be fine? Let's uh, let's inject some truth into these lies and talk real quick about a couple solutions for lie number two. Setting boundaries between work and home. And I'm going to link episode eight in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 58. And... It is uh, episode eight uh, of the podcast is called um, how to overcome how to overcome burnout with boundaries. How to overcome burnout with boundaries is episode eight. And I'm going to link that in the show notes and it talks about and I, and for this the purposes of lie number two, I want you to focus on, the boundaries part. We'll get to the burnout part in a minute. And um, I said, I miss, I misspoke. Uh, it's uh, the private schoolleader.com slash episode 59. This is episode 59. That's where you'll find the link to episode eight. Another thing you can do as a solution, if you believe the lie, my family will be fine, is to prioritize family time. By that, I mean device-free time, the dinner table, attending important events of your children, making time to do something where 
you and your spouse or partner do things as a couple, even if it's once a month, listening, device-free listening, those are things that can really be game changers. And then perspective. You can get another house, you can get another car, you can get another job, but you've got this family. They need you, you need them. And it comes down to perspective, priorities, and boundaries. And I know that you can do those things. It's going to be hard. But the first step is to get clear on it and then get intentional about it. All right. On to lie number three. I can outwork any problem at school. Lie number three. I can outwork any problem at school. And that just leads to burnout. And in the fall of 2021, when my dad passed away, I reconnected with my grief counselor, Virginia, um, that had helped me when I had some other losses in my family. And after talking to her for about 20 minutes, she said, Mark, I don't think you're dealing with grief. I think you're dealing with a severe case of burnout. And burnout is just constantly working to overcome problems without regard for personal well-being and that's how you get burnt out and that's what you're doing if you think you cannot work any problem and over time this results in physical and emotional exhaustion re reduced job satisfaction just disinterest in pretty much everything um, underwhelming reactions to positive things Underwhelming reactions to big negative things in your life. Decreased effectiveness as a leader. Burnout is no fun. And you don't get in it in a day and you don't get out of it in a day. But what are some of the impacts on your school if you think that you cannot work any problem? Well, they're negative. Because an overworked leader sets, an, sets a negative example for their school by normalizing excessive work hours. And we've already got this toxic hustle culture that's glamorized on social media and other places. You know, grind and rise and grind and I pledge allegiance to the grind and 120% and, you know, entrepreneurs and about, you know, if you're sleeping... Someone else is, you know, succeeding and blah, blah, blah. All right. You've heard that stuff. Are you setting an example for your teachers, for your team, for your, for your school that you can just outwork any problem? Well, what example are you setting for them? Do you want them to be burnout? Do you want to lead a school where the culture is a culture of burnout and overwork among the staff and the faculty? I know you don't. So if you believe this lie, I want you to think about how it's affecting other people as well. And then another impact of believing the lie that you cannot work any problem is an inefficient use of resources. You rely solely on hard work to overcome problems, and now that's an inefficient use of the resources at your school. And that's going to lead to lack of delegation you're going to put excessive effort into certain areas that could be addressed more effectively if you stopped for a minute and thought about a plan, thought about productivity, 
and time management and collaboration or optimizing your team or your administrative assistant. But we, when we cannot work any problem, we're so busy working, we don't ever stop to think about how we're working. And then the fourth big problem with believing the lie that we cannot work any problem at our school is the increased stress and anxiety that go along with that. Because constantly trying to outwork problems leads to chronic stress and anxiety. And this can have detrimental effects on mental health, physical health, and job performance. You know, outworking problems doesn't lead to a school that is thriving. It leads to a school that is surviving. And there's too much on your shoulders. And I think that in many cases, yes, there are many schools out there that are smaller schools and you're a, a one-person show, you're the whole admin team. But even if that's the case, usually there's at least one member of the office staff and a couple of lead teachers Most of our schools are a little bigger than that, and we have a small team. Some have a big team, but we can't outwork every problem. We can't believe that lie. And so what are some solutions to that? Well, again, I'm bringing up episode eight, overcome burnout with boundaries. But this time I want you to think about it in the burnout part. So that episode really is separated into two sections. The first half is all about burnout. And then the second half is all about boundaries. And so, as I said, I will link that episode, privateschoolleader.com slash episode 59. Another thing that you can do is involve others, anyone. I, you know, anyone. It could be your admin assistant, the office person that could be a lead teacher. It could be students. I've had students do some stuff that um, was kind of busy work that needed to be done. Um, sometimes my family members have pitched in when it came to communications and back in the day when we were stuffing envelopes and sending out mailers and, you know, things of that nature. Got to involve somebody other than yourself. And then you got to think about where all this is headed. If you're trying to over, outwork every problem at the school, you got to think about the long-term impact of that, and none of it is good. All right. On to the final lie that we believe as private school leaders. Lie number four, I guess this is just how it is. I guess this is just how it is. And that just feeling of hopelessness that leads to depression sometimes and that stagnation that mindset of being stuck and I guess this is just like accepting your fate that it's never going to get better and it leads to a sense of complacency and and you you know you just become resigned to the status quo and then you're not looking to improve you're not looking to improve school operations or best practice or teaching methods or performance or having data driven like you're not thinking about any of that stuff because why bother because this is just what it is it's not going to get any better and you're just hanging in there you're just surviving so it leads to stagnation it leads to reduced motivation when you believe that nothing will change 
then that diminishes your motivation and your enthusiasm. So think about it. If it's a professional sports team, let's say it's the NFL team in your city, and they've lost six games in a row, and the locker room is toxic, the coach is completely ineffective, the talent is not good, and there is zero reason for people to believe that anything is going to change. What's their effort going to be like? What's their motivation? What's their enthusiasm level? It's pretty low. And so that's the way that our motivation and enthusiasm level is going to be if we believe the lie that this is as good as it gets. And then this impacts our ability to inspire and motivate our staff and our students because we're not feeling very inspirational when we're just resigned to the fact that this is the way it is and it's not going to change. So how do we inject some truth into lie number four? Well, one way is to maximize your productivity. And follow me here for a minute. You know, episode seven, the four leadership, top four leadership hacks for busy private school leaders. I'll link that in the show notes. It's about leveraging the power of an index card and claiming some white space and how your email inbox is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities. It can get better because you can create a little bit of margin in your day and your day will still be a lot of tyranny of the urgent and a lot of playing whack-a-mole with your hair on fire. But I've seen it happen with lots and lots of people that I've coached Lots and lots of people that have um, used um, some of the strategies from that episode and other episodes that you can improve your productivity. And then another hack is to focus on your school more than one year into the future. When you are focused on, well, it just is what it is, you're focused on the present. You need to get inspired a little bit and think about what your school could be more than one year in the future. If you spent even 15 minutes a week thinking about that, it would move the needle a little bit on this whole believing the lie that it is what it is. So what are the big takeaways from today's episode? Well, we've been talking about the four biggest lies that private school leaders believe. Lie number one, I'll be fine. Lie number two, my family will be fine. Lie number three, I cannot work any problem at my school. And lie number four, I guess this is just how it is. And so we are not going to believe those lies. We are going to lean in. We're going to check out the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 59. We're going to look at those proposed solutions for each of those lies for the ones that we believe. And then you're going to respond to this call to action, which is to listen to episode eight, how to overcome burnout with boundaries. And you're going to really focus on that burnout part. And then you're going to really focus on how you can put a couple boundaries in there to make some of these things better. All right, let's wrap it up. I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast by giving you another free gift. And this one is called The Seven Steps to Having Successful Meetings with Upset Parents. This guide is an 11-page PDF that gives you a step-by-step plan to have better meetings with the parents at your school. 
Every good coach has a game plan. Every good teacher has a lesson plan. But too many private school leaders don't have a plan when they sit down to meet with an upset parent. Well, now you have a plan. And you can grab this free guide at theprivateschoolleader.com slash meeting. And if you're getting value from the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe. A new episode comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Please write a review and rate the podcast. I've said it before, but I'll say it one more time. The show notes for today's episode are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 59. And I'm also on Instagram at the Private School Leader and Twitter at the PS Leader. Please share this episode with another leader in your life and an aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus, and I just want to say that I appreciate you and all of your hard work that you're doing at your school. And thank you so much for taking some of your precious time out of your busy week to join me here today. And I'll see you next time right here private school leader podcast and until then always remember to serve first lead second and make a difference